1: Hall, Chicago sports radio 670 the score we are delighted to welcome in Dwayne Peavy the DePaul athletics director to the program he joins us on the score hotline powered by IBEW local nine Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892 Dwayne good morning how are you
2: Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing okay. We're doing all right. We're very um, curious about um, the timing of uh, of the okay. Tony Stubblefield thing. Why now? Why, does this give you an advantage in terms – and, I mean, in fairness, you kind of warned us about a month ago that this could be coming. So, I think you, we knew what you were thinking, but I'm just curious about the timing.
2: Well, it's never easy to do a mid-season uh, termination. It's um, not ideal. I mean, whether in, in our businesses or anything else, you want a full opportunity to be able to get the job done. And the pressure was mounting. Um, you know, obviously in the Big East, the league has grown tremendously in my time in DePaul. I mean, I know what we walked into. And I knew it was a challenge. But if you look at the roster of coaches in this league and the investment in this league, and even what we're doing, facilities, budgets, NIL, it's a... It's a a task ahead for us and I think the third year in the job whether you're the athletic director or any profession is usually when you can get a good sense of the direction that's going in and so this was a big year not a make or break year we didn't go into this year with Tony on the hot seat or anything like that but also I never envisioned us losing three bye games and starting out one and five and being three at 15 at this point and not even being competitive in Big East games I never saw that scenario either and Basically, what it came down to is, how do we get this program in the middle of the pack from a competitive standpoint in the Big to give us a chance to win a championship? Because our our previous champion, our defending champion, finished fourth in this league last year, right? And they go win it. So being in the mix, being a tournament team in this league, you're in the you're in the top 25 in the country. So what do I need to get there? And that was my charge. That's that's the thing I can focus on. And I started looking at the things we have to have. We have our facility plan in place. We have our budget plan in place. I'm really working hard with our board and my president on the salary structure and all those things I was working on for Tony in his program because after year three, my hope would be we're successful enough and I have to have all these things lined up to make sure I don't lose my coach. And so all these things we've been working on. The last piece is the NIL. We were last in the league. That is our current state of affairs. But trying to raise money in NIL in a year when you're 3 and 15 has been impossible. We've tried. Trying to get people to buy in and invest, they're in wait and see mode. Well, I'll see if you turn it around or you go another direction. And it became inevitable that we were going to be faced with this same challenge even at the start of next year in this offseason because we wouldn't have the results to make that a viable option. And I couldn't risk the momentum that we also have gained by having this facility project started and the fundraising that's being done or the budget that was in place. I couldn't have people saying the same thing about that. Well, maybe we wait and see until you can produce more revenue to be able to give you uh, those um, assets to be able to get better. And so it became more of a business decision. Um, and, you know, I told Tony, you didn't deserve this because we should have been able to have things in better place. But but the script changed. We all came here together with no NIL, uh, the transfer portal not being a situation. I got hired under some circumstances, and so did he. But we have to be adaptable. And unfortunately, in year three, we weren't getting it done. And once we got to a point where I didn't feel like the results were going to get significantly better in the year and there was going to be a change made at the end of the year, let's use the opportunity to gain the momentum going forward so that way we can now – Not only hire a new coach, but have all those things in place when I'm hiring in the process, versus telling some coach you're going to have it when you get here, or we're going to get it together.
3: It's going to take a quantum leap of faith though by somebody who looks at that and looks at your recent history and says, "Okay, I want that challenge." I mean, because let's face it, you articulate it well. The NIL Mm -hmm. money not there. The coaching salary structure hasn't been competitive. When you look at the winning, it has been. Bad enough that you wonder if the Big East is a good fit for DePaul. So, how do you balance that natural? That it's a natural reaction to have, Dwayne. I think when you have, you know, uh, when you lack the relevance mm-hmm. that DePaul has in recent years in major college basketball, how do you attract qualified candidates who are going to say, "Well, yeah, despite all that, I can go there and win. Despite all that, I can return." that program to its previous glory, which was a long time ago.
2: Well, I think three years ago, I was selling a dream, right? We didn't even have a strategic plan. Obviously, we're in COVID. I haven't even met in person. Most of my board of trustees, totally different set of circumstances. Our our campus was even closed. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm talking about reality. I can talk about facts. They know our facility project has already been announced. We started construction in December 4th on the renovation side of that already, right? I could talk about the budgets in place now, it exists. There's nothing that Coach Stubblefield and his staff have been without even in this current year. And so those things are facts now that were more dreams or where I was trying to go three years ago. The NIL piece is the piece in the short period of time, these two months, what it gives me, that will be in hand. The money will be in the collective and that coach will know that there's not just like I'm trying to get from my board, I want me to have the tools to be able to hire the best coach that's ready to take us to the tournament. I want that coach to walk in and say, hey, I've got everything in place already. Not that i got to go out and raise a million dollars or $2 million or whatever. I want them to know, hey, when you get here, there is no transition period because you're going to have everything right there right now. And that's why we set a March 1 deadline. We're going to have those monies in place. And so when I'm having those serious conversations with those high-level coaches, people that are successful where they are right now, they've got to know that's not something that could be. They need to know that that money's there, and I have the money to be able to hire the support staff to help me get it done. And those are the things – that's the reason we're doing this now, because it gives us a chance to get those things done before March 1st. Does
1: the does the amount of money you have to give Coach Stubblefield or pay him uh, for, for not coaching now – does that impact the amount of money you can offer the next coach?
2: You know, just due to the privacy concerns of the contracts. You know, I'm not going to speak specifically to whether he had a severance or not, but it's not going to impact. We, we've made that decision, and now we're going forward. And those are the decisions being made about the new coach, and so um, we're ready. Um, I'm 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 anxious, as you can tell. Um, the good thing about last search, a lot of people might be critical that I talked to a lot of coaches and back then, obviously I had nothing else to do. I couldn't go to the tournament. I couldn't visit anybody on site. I couldn't go to games. I could just do a lot of zooms. And then we really concentrated on bringing five or six individuals in person that I've got a lot of people that are interested in this job because they known us for three years. They've been following it. We just couldn't afford them last time. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't buy anybody out. And so, it's actually helped us in this process because it's not somebody that has no idea about DePaul or doesn't know me, the relationship started. Those coaches have been, you know, checking in and saying hello, watching your games and kind of seeing how it's going. And I think it's given us a little bit of a leg up now. There's several people that I believe are interested, highly interested in this job that were before we just, and we're in a better situation now, even though the league's greater, we're more aligned with the things that the coach can't control to allow them to come in and have X and o coaching ability, put a staff together to take care of every strength or weakness that they need and be able to succeed in the greatest league in America, the big East conference. I mean, there's a lot of coaches that want to be in a basketball league where basketball is the focus. There's a reason that we've had such success in this league and the athletic directors in this league challenge each other, to grow budgets, facilities, NIL. There's a lot of NIL problems similar to Paul, at other Autonomy 5 schools too. And so the fact that we can cross that off the list, that that's not an issue, because I'm not only trying to get those monies raised for this next off season, but also for years to come to know that's not an issue anymore. We have to erase that. There's certain coaches that we can't even talk to if that's going to be a risk. You know, and that's part of the reason you can look at some of our issues currently. We've got to erase that. And I now, based even in the last two days, I feel even more comfortable about the number. And maybe we're shooting too short that we should be raising time for a higher number because people realize the impact they can have. You know what it can do for recruiting, but you never thought about what it could do for recruiting a head coach. That's the thing that's going to give us an opportunity
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Well, let's talk about ambition and what's realistic. So you come here from Kentucky three years ago, and Mm -hmm. you spent a lot of time around that program. So I wonder, what is the model you're looking to replicate? Is it one of the college basketball blue bloods? Is it, Butler or Marquette, more Big East type of programs? Is it you know something like Loyola has, very special, in your own backyard? What is it? Because I think people look at DePaul basketball, and it's people of a certain age have very fond memories of the Mark Aguirre era, what the Myers did for the program. I wonder, though, when you look at DePaul basketball, what your vision includes. Is it to be the next Kentucky, the next Marquette, the next Butler, the next Loyola? What is your vision for DePaul basketball?
2: I think DePaul's brand is unique. I don't think we need to be anybody else or the next anybody else. We could be our own, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that have an affinity for this program, and the brand, it shows you, it stands, you know, 40 years ago still resonates with people when you hear DePaul. But the thing I think we have uniquely is that blue collar, we call it blue grit, having somebody to come in here and knowing you're in a um, Midwestern major city where people are willing to come together, accomplish great things. This city is starving for a great college basketball team right now. I mean, I go everywhere in the city, I'm branded head to toe, and everybody's got a DePaul story. I'm talking about every Uber driver, people walking on the street, and like there's an affinity of, 85% of our alums are right here in Chicago. I got to give them a reason to reinvest in their school to come back. Because maybe when they were students, we weren't even any good. They didn't even go to games. And so our students are starving. Our faculty is interested, and they're coming to games. My deans are connected. You know, Our staff at the university wants to see us win. Our administration is fully on board and invested in it. I've never seen DePaul like this. right? And from what I'm talking to other people, This hasn't been this way in a long time to have this alignment. That's why it's so important that we do, we we get this right this time around right now, right? A lot of pressure, but that's the job. And I'm hoping that I'm an asset to it too, that a coach is out there. I don't need to be in your way. I need to take care of things you don't want to worry about. That's the one thing I was able to do for John Calipari for 11 years. You coach your team, you do all this. I'll be the idea guy getting us out in front and getting, and thinking about things before everybody's doing it. That why together we can go create an event and start up the CBS Sports Classic and start with the partner here, Kipper's lesnik and started the first time in Chicago. We can go change what we're doing with our foreign tours and putting us on being the first game that was on the SEC network even before they had the soccer and football when it launched. We can got we can be out front with different ideas and be a trendsetter. But I also can allow the coach to be able to do everything they need. What do you need? My head coaches will tell you now, I constantly ask them, if I can get you X, what can you do with it? Because I want those challenges to stay ahead of the curve of where they are in their strategic plans. That's what I'm trying to do for my president as part of designing DePaul is that I need the athletic department to be that true front porch of this university because we have an opportunity to – change the university, not just the athletic department, change the actual university, because when we win, our university wins. And you know, DePaul is the largest Catholic school in the country. Everybody knows the name DePaul. And part of that was what we did in the 70s and 80s. And so it's now it's time to end that drought of 20 years of not being in the tournament. And it's time for us to do our part. Our university has invested in us over the years. They're increasing that investment. And I'm going to work my butt off to make sure that they get a return on it.
1: Dwayne, thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. I can hear your ambition, and I think we're all hopeful that, that uh, with the right guy, you get there. Good luck on your search.
2: Thank you. Take care, guys.